What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. What's up, friends? Happy Monday. Welcome back to the Sister and Friends podcast. I'm so excited. Today is a very special day because we have one of my best girls on the podcast. She's incredible, and she is our very first LO counselor. So she actually is stepping into Team LO to help counsel local girls and also give great counseling tips online to our LO sister app. So we are so excited to have Freddie a part of our team, and I am so grateful to have her as a friend. And now you guys get to know her. So Freddie, welcome to the podcast thanks i'm so excited this isn't is awesome. this like crazy that yes. one you even we work together and two you're like you're on the podcast right now yes it's very wild it is wild like thinking back to when we first met and all of it's that insane. and now we're here is it's crazy it is crazy so let's put the pieces together for those who uh don't know our friendship so we met through our husbands yes because we did. christian's best friend is parker your yeah. husband and i this is actually really funny because people who like really listen to my stuff will think this is hilarious. So if you heard me tell the story, um, I tell this in two sermons that I preached. I told this in the What is Truth sermon and one other one. And I talk about how there was a moment where me and Christian were on a date. And it was like our first huge fight. We're on a date. And he's like <laughs> telling me, oh, my best friend just started dating this girl. And like it's so exciting because she's awesome. Her name's Freddie. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, which that's the part I never tell y'all in the story that it was Freddie. <laughs> so I go to Freddie's Instagram and I'm looking at Freddie's tagged pictures and that's where I see that's the where picture. The trouble happened. Christian, that's yeah. where the trouble happened. So we got off on a rough start. No, I'm just kidding. I actually, I always loved you. I always thought that's you were beautiful good. from the minute I clicked on <laughs> Freddie's page. I knew we were going to be friends. Me and Christian just had to work some stuff out. Yep. Uh, yeah. And it's full circle now. It is full circle. So y'all started dating and that was Christian's best friend and so we get to hanging out and mm-hmm. whenever Christian and I lived in Auburn for just a hot minute before the world shut down um we would go on walks and we would talk and I remember um I would come home from walks with you and I tell Christian like you would not believe how deep we went (laughs) like we like because you were studying your to be a counselor and I was like wow like you had so much wisdom and so much depth to you and like you were so open about hard times in your life and Mm -hmm. so open about why you want to help others and I was like that's super cool so we became good friends. Yeah. Now y'all are married and yep. live here and work for Hello. Yes. Now we're here. What is life? It is so crazy. And it's funny because like I'm not a shallow, like I don't like shallow conversation. I only like deep conversation. <laughs> and so it's hard to meet new people because yeah. I'm, I'm not like, how are you? Where are you from? I'm like, what's your life like? Like yeah. what have you struggled with? And <laughs> yeah. that really intimidates people. But yeah. I just want to like get to know people. Yeah. And so I'm glad that you enjoyed that. Which I'm kind of the same way though, because I ask people deep questions. Mm-hmm. And I, like, so I was like, okay, I can hang. But yeah. I was like, whoa, because I hit people with those. Not a lot of people hit me back. And I, was like, <laughs> I guess that's true. Oh, yeah. shoot. I was like, okay, this is good. This is good. It made me think. Um, but then, so also putting the pieces together for people. How did you even start working here? It's kind of a crazy story. So you mm-hmm. didn't have this in mind. Um, I didn't. <laughs> what, what were you? Where were you thinking you were going? So I never wanted to be a counselor in the first place. I kind of thought it was kind of lame. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> because I was like, I don't want to sit in a room with someone and talk to them. 
I was like, it's gonna be so boring. I'm gonna be so isolated. And I think like whenever I have those really dramatic responses, like that's when the Lord's like, no, this is actually what that's I'm wanting so you to true. step into. And so I kind of like pushed it away, pushed it away. I had no idea what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. For my junior year and senior year of college, I wow. was like so confused. And then my senior year, I had to intern and I interned at a community mental health center. Wow. And I was like, okay, maybe counseling is what I want to do. So I literally applied only to Auburn, where I did my undergrad, obviously, and got in. And it was like kind of a no-brainer. Like it was just like, this makes wow. sense. This is my next step. Because um, I just didn't want to apply anywhere else. And I was kind of like, cool. okay, if this is where I get in, this is what God is That's wanting cool. me to step into. Wow. I love that. This is almost like a no-brainer. Because I think you said something just a second ago, how like, you were so confused. I don't know what it is. And I think most people in college hit that stage where it's like, mm-hmm. I'm so confused. I don't know what's next. And then the thing that happens, it's like a no-brainer. It's yeah. like, well, yeah, I'll do this because yeah. this is the next step. And this is the obvious thing. Right. And that's hilarious that that's like what you didn't want to do. But what yes. a great self-evaluation that your dramatic responses are normally what the Lord wants you to do. Mm-hmm. Because um, it's even like when you do the Enneagram, it's like the one that you hate the most is normally what you are. Right. <laughs> You're like, no, I'm not that. Yeah. And it's like there's something in your spirit that irks you because mm-hmm. you're like, oh, I'm so that. You know, like, yes. and I wish that I wasn't. It's actually spirit. really true to who I am. Yeah. And that's why I don't want to do it. That's crazy. Yeah. That is so cool. So you were thinking about you were going in this path. Mm-hmm. And around this time, y'all came down to the beach mm-hmm. when me and Christian were at the beach. And it was honestly like the weirdest moment because Honey was born at this time. Yeah. And we had honey down for a nap right inside the house. Yep. We were outside in the hot tub. It was down pouring rain. Pouring rain. rain. Pouring and the, rain. the fact that we could have a deep conversation in that <laughs> just shows you how we literally are always game to just yeah, get there. wherever, whenever. And so I'm like barely can see you. And I'm like, so Freddie, like, what are you thinking about doing next? And you're kind of telling me that you have a passion to do counseling for kids. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, that's cool. But in my mind, I was thinking like, we have actually been looking for a counselor yeah. for LO because that's something we really felt like was important for girls in our local community mm-hmm. and online. Like, how can we go deeper? How can we spark these right. different conversations about mental health and different things? And I was like, as I'm looking at me, I'm like, huh, I wonder if Freddie could do that. And I just kind of threw it out there. Like, yeah. I don't know if you'd be interested in this. I don't know what this looks like. Mm-hmm. This could be crazy. Um, but kind of looking for this. And you were like, it's actually pretty cool. Yeah. And you're like, I wasn't thinking that. Yeah. I've been thinking kids, mm-hmm. but maybe that could be it. And after praying yeah. for a little while, you like texted me or something. It was something so casual. Yeah. You're like, I'm going to do it. Like, it was like on my end, it's cool to hear your side of things, but on my end, I remember the, you said it twice. I don't know if you remember that. Like you brought it up and then you, we kind of like changed our conversation and then it came back up. And the first time you said it, I was like, cool, but not going to be for me. Like yeah. I was like, I'm on such a different path. Yeah. And the second time you said it, it was kind of like the Lord was like, hey, I want you to listen. Like, yeah. this is really cool. I do remember that because I really think the first time I said it, I was in my mind not even sure what I was really asking. Yeah. I was like, because I had been thinking of that. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at you as a friend and I'm hearing what you're doing and I'm like, this kind of aligns. Yeah. And how I've hired most people that work here are from moments like that. Right. It's not like I'm like actually like going and being like, hey, we're hiring a counselor. I'm like, I have a friend who's gifted in this area Mm -hmm. and it happens naturally, but I just so was not expecting it that day. Like I wasn't thinking about that. We were just hanging out. Like it's downpouring, honey's asleep. And I'm like, 
could this be it? So I kind of briefly throw it out. And then, like, as I'm talking, I'm like, oh, this is it. Yeah. Like, it was like the Lord was like, no, yeah. there's like, I've been doing this. Hello, wake up. Totally. And so I'm like, Freddie, no, for real. Yeah. I had that same thing. I was like, the second time you said it, I was kind of thinking I need to take more time than yeah. to just brush it off. And I remember, like, we went home or went to the beach house, and <laughs> I was, like, telling Parker, I was like, that's crazy. Sadie, Sadie just offered me a job and told my dad the same thing. And we kind of, like, laughed about it. Like, wouldn't that be wild if we moved to West Monroe? Yeah. And I remember when we got home to Auburn from that trip, like, I was really sitting and praying and journaling about it. And I just felt the Lord be like, yes. Wow. And I've had that with the Lord before where he that's just cool. speaks, like, this soft yes to me. And it makes no sense in the moment. And it's kind of like he's telling me to wait for the yes to fulfill like what he's saying and for me to step into that. But he was telling me yes. And I just knew no matter how long the process was, which ended up being like almost a year, uh, like to the day um, that I was going to step into that. And it just took a lot of patience and prayer. And we had to figure out a lot of practical things too. But at the end of the day, like we knew for the both of us that this was what the Lord wanted. I love that. There's so many things you said in that that I think people can pull from. One, that it was like there was an obvious door that you were supposed to walk into. There was a clear yes, Mm -hmm. but it still took patience and time. And I think so many people think when there's an obvious door, when there's a clear yes, then it should just be right here, right Mm -hmm. now. But a lot of things in life, it's like God can be like, yes, amen. This is where you're going. Now wait. (laughs) You know? And like that's hard because it could be really easy to be like, okay, well, is this even right? Should I just do something else? Should I do something easier? Should I do more something something more convenient? Yeah. You could have stayed in Auburn with his family. You could have moved to Dallas with your family, Mm -hmm. but you took this leap of faith and came here, which is really cool. Um, I want to go back to you thinking, I don't want to be a counselor. Like, when you were growing up and stuff, did you have mm-hmm. an idea of like, this is kind of what I want to do. This is who I want to be. Because I know there was a time that your mom told you like, Freddie, you're going to be a counselor. Yeah. So why was that something that was so common in your life? I think because I'd been through a lot growing up. My parents divorced when I was really young. I was like around one or so when they got divorced. And I just felt really lonely. Um, I struggled with depression in middle school. And actually in high school, like I attempted suicide. And so I think my parents saw so much that I'd been through and that I had overcome. Mm. And they knew I could use that. And I think this is also the time I didn't really know the Lord, right? And so it was really a hard way to understand like why my story was going this way Mm -hmm. and how it could be used for good. I think when I came to know the Lord my senior year, it was really like, that's when he started cultivating this heart within me of, I want to use your story to help girls, specifically girls. That's always been on my heart to come to know the freedom that I've had. Because I think in the mental health world, people think you can't be healed from it. It's just kind of like something you're going to struggle with especially when it's depression and anxiety. Yeah. We just take on the identity of it and we say like, it's a part of my story. It's who I am. I'm never going to get over it. But the Lord showed me I could get over it wow. and using scripture practically to like wow. what it looks like to take my thoughts captive. It's That's not just cool. like a verse I pray over myself. Yeah. There's like real action. steps. Yeah, there's action wow. for that. And so I think when I learned throughout hmm. my college life, how to really take control of my life and like take it back from the enemy. That's when the Lord kind of showed me like, this is why all these things happen to you. So that when you're sitting with your clients, like you're going to be able to relate and give them advice of what you've been through already. That is so powerful. And it's like mind blowing, like sitting here as a friend, because 
truly your life is so not marked by that. Mm-hmm. Like I wouldn't like I really would never know yeah. that you struggle with depression and I wouldn't know that you attempted suicide or had suicidal thoughts because you are so full of life and like you're so life giving and you're such mm-hmm. a good friend that one, like it hurts my heart to know that, but two, it's like I don't even know that person. Like I don't even know that yeah. side of you. Which is just so cool because you're right. Like so many people think like oh, this is me. This is my story. This yeah. will always, always be my story. And I felt that way with anxiety. Like, I literally just would call myself an anxious person. Like, that's who right. I am. Like, yeah. no, this is, like, who I am. Yes. It's a part of me. I was born with it. It's a personality thing. I've had it since I was little. But, like, my life is not marked by that anymore. Yeah. Like, yeah. people don't know me as, like, a fearful person. Mm-hmm. Um, they would think, you're not fearful. You do all these things. But I'm like, what? It's crazy. Because, yeah. like, most of my life was that. But it was the same thing. It was, like, how do I take scripture and, like, actually believe this? Mm-hmm. And not just believe it, but, like, put it into play in my life. Yeah. And I love how you said, like, taking scripture practically. So it's not this, like like spiritual weird thing where we're yeah. just like you know jesus over all things with just jesus is over all things but we're like Completely. jesus over all things and in all things yeah. like through all things yeah. and so it's like it's not just like we're claiming it like we're believing it we're mm-hmm. living it which is just to me that's so cool so for people who are listening who are like okay this is so good I need to like sit with Freddie, but maybe I don't live in West Monroe and maybe, you know, I'm on the app and mm-hmm. they can get it plugged in with that and we'll share about that later. Like practically right here, right now, give some advice for people who are like, okay, I don't really understand how like Jesus actually helps me with my mental mm-hmm. health. Cause like, don't I need this? Don't I need that? Yeah. Maybe it's medication, maybe it's counseling, maybe it's all of it. But how right. does Jesus actually help you with mental health? So good. I actually had a friend. So a little bit of backstory. I went to China my freshman year for um, a mission trip. And before we went, we kind of like figured out who was gonna be on our team because it was an extensive trip. So it was six weeks, it wasn't quick. So we really needed to know who we were going with. And she sat me down to get to know me. I was a freshman, she was like a junior or senior. So she's way wiser, way older, like has this life thing down in my eyes. And I'm telling her, you know, I'm really struggling with my depression right now. And she looked at me and she was like, would you ever view your depression as a good thing? And I kind of was taken aback. I was like, why would that ever be a good thing? Like, it's so bad. But I kind of sat on that. Mm. And basically, my whole trip to China, I really just kind of dug through what that meant for me. Like, why would it be a good thing? Because she didn't elaborate. She just kind of like laid this question out in front of me to figure out my personal opinion on it. And what I come to find out in China is – the way God has used my depression has allowed me to have a need for him that people who don't have depression don't have. Wow. And so it kind of made me relook at yeah. my depression instead of saying like it's hindering me to say like it's helping me because wow. I can't go through my day to day and have joy like everyone else. Like I really need Jesus wow. to have joy. And so it's actually grown my relationship with God That's cool. because I have depression. And I think it's that mindset change. Like it's that shift to say cool. it's actually not bad. It can be used for good. And that's wow. a common theme we see in scripture, right? Like That's anything cool. can be used for good. But I think with depression specifically, like it puts you in such a dark place that it's hard to see why it would be good. The analogy I think about all the time is like, I felt like I was brought to my knees Hmm. all the time, every single day, like trying to pick myself up and I couldn't. 
But when you think about being on your knees, like that's the perfect position of surrender. Mm. That's cool. And so it's like I needed to be at a low point. I needed to be at surrender for God to hold me by my hand and pick me back up. Well, come on. Like people who are listening to this right now, I know so many of you guys are walking through depression and maybe you feel like you are at that point where you're on your knees Mm -hmm. and you're like, this feels helpless. This feels hopeless. But like that is the place of surrender. And like that actually is the place where hope is found. Mm -hmm. And gosh, it it says there's a scripture. I I can't even remember. It's somewhere. I want to say it's something David says, but it's like, he reached down from up high mm-hmm. and like he took hold of me. Yeah. And I always like love that picture. Yeah. And I always thought about that with anxiety. So it's so cool that you're saying this because mental health, even though it's different, there are some similarities where yeah. you just feel like helpless in it. Mm-hmm. And I just remember too, like having such a great dependency on God. And I still feel that way in some sense. Like yeah. every single time before I go on stage, I get so nervous. And mm-hmm. I always just say, God, I'm completely dependent on you. Yeah. When I get up there, if you don't catch me, I'm going to fall, yes, <laughs> you know, and, totally. and he's always there. Yeah. And it's like that dependency helps me see him. So that's really cool. And I love that you even called out practical scriptures, like take captive every thought. Like there are mm-hmm. so many scriptures that actually just counsel you through life. Completely. And so I, I just love that. That's so cool. Okay. So for people actually who do want to learn from you, because so many people can, yeah. and I said that you actually are on the app. Talk to me about like what you're doing in the app because I know you're working super hard to actually like help girls and that's something that you have a huge heart for. And something we even talked about before I hired you, we were like, okay, you can't necessarily counsel girls from all these other states Mm -hmm. because of laws and rules and stuff. But how are we actually going to pour into girls? So talk to us about some of the stuff that you've been working on. It's really fun because it's really different and it's kind of never been done before from what I've seen. But basically what we'll be doing is kind of taking some ideas, like some topics and walking through them very generally. So um, writing things about like how do you have healthy habits and how do you keep healthy habits Mm -hmm. or how do you get out of a toxic relationship? When do you know you're in a toxic relationship? How do you know if you're attached to someone? How do you get away from an attached relationship? Mm -hmm. Just like really practical steps that anyone can come to and learn from. And it's not really specific to that person's journey, Mm -hmm. but it'll help them ask questions to themselves of like, okay, am am I in that? Is what she's talking about relating to my life or is it not? And then having questions, having like worksheets to do. So it's kind of like an education. Gosh, I wish I had that like in high school. Oh my gosh. I'm just so, I'm really, I'm so happy we're getting to do this together because I think genuinely like what we're doing is stuff we wish we had in high school and we desperately needed we wish we had in college years we wish we had Mm -hmm. in whatever season of our life and like we're able to give that to people which is just like the coolest thing so for girls who don't have elo sister app elo sister app is actually free now but this will be in the premium content so if you buy the premium subscription you can get all of these workshops and stuff But let's talk about what you just said because you're going to help people walk through toxic relationships and when to know you're in a toxic relationship. Okay, that to me, like you would think that you would know you're in a toxic relationship. It's happened to yes. me twice. Oh. Two times. I've been in a toxic relationship for four years yes. and I should have left and day I one. I didn't even yes. let, like, a, and then when you realize it, it's like, wait, what? How yeah. did I let that happen? So, so let's just talk about that because so many people are listening who might be in a toxic relationship right now and they haven't come to that conclusion. What are signs to know that this is not a good relationship that I should be in and I need yeah. to get out? And then let's go to how do you get out? I think there's so many, but the ones that stick out to me are like isolation. 
Like, if he is trying to isolate you from friends and family, like, don't hang out with them. He's – these are the only people you can talk to. He's the only person you can hang out with. Yeah. That's a big red flag. That's good. Um, manipulation. Like, if he is telling you that he's getting mad at you for no reason and then he's blaming it on you. Yep. And you feel like, oh, what have I done? Like constantly trying to fix the problem and and wanting to mend that gap, but he is never willing. Um, a lot of anger, like mm. anger, was a really big one that I kind of brushed past. Mm. Um, jealousy was a big one I brushed past. Like, oh, he just cares about me. No, there's a difference between caring about someone and then being like jealous yep. in a way that's harmful. Yeah. Um. Just so many little things to look for. Yeah. Like, how is it affecting you? Are you changing who you are for them? Compromising yourself, compromising morals. I think a big one, too, for girls is, like, are you pushing your people away that would tell you to leave? Yeah. Because that's, like, a big red flag. That's good. That's good. And I think this – these – this advice goes for not just dating relationships, but also like friendships, yeah. mentorships. Like if you're seeing these red flags, it's like, okay, let's take note of that. Mm-hmm. So say say somebody's listening and they're like, oh, shoot, like this is my relationship. Mm-hmm. What do they do? Just leave. Like just get leave. out of it. Because I think it's so harmful to try to mend something like that. Mm-hmm. Right, if you can leave. Like if you're married – go to marriage counseling and pursue wholeness with your, with your spouse. But if you're dating or even engaged, like it is not too late to get out because what you're doing is you're setting yourself up for failure or really, really hard marriage where you're not promised that, or you're not, you don't have to be with them in that moment. That's good. And I think just having the courage to step away knowing it's going to be really hard yeah. because it will be. It will and just be. leaving a toxic relationship doesn't mean you're going to get over that person. Like yep. you're still going to have feelings. You're still going to have emotions. And just because your feelings tell you to go back does not mean you should. Yeah. Okay. That's so good. I- I'm just thinking about me and my relationship and I want to ask your advice for this because it felt like it took me forever to stop thinking about that mm-hmm. person. Like for like a long time. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, I realized one day, oh, I haven't been thinking about that person lately. Yeah. And I realized that I was like free of that. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't like one moment where I was like, oh, now I'm going to stop thinking about that person. It was just like over time, it gradually just kind of like I stopped thinking about that person. Yeah. Do you think that that has to do with like a stronghold maybe that you have? Because yeah. we were listening to this the other day and we were both listening to that sermon and it was like strongholds are something that like it has a hold of you, but you also ha- have a hold of mm-hmm. it. And I think that like the first step to letting go of that stronghold is like you having to like release that. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that like it's just automatically going to go away. Right. So for the person who's like, okay, I left, I broke up. Like I can't stop thinking about them now. Does yeah. this mean I still like them? Do I still have feelings for them? Like how do you – How do you have the courage to, like, stay away? I think you just have to love yourself more and know that there's someone better out there for you. Like, everything you compromised for, actually, you can have. It's good. And not to say you're going to hold on to that promise that there's someone better out there for you. But when I went through my breakup, my dad told me it gets better every second. Hmm. And I really took that to heart because I was like, okay, I don't even have to say every day. It's like every second. Yep. So when I would catch myself like being sad or emotional or upset that we weren't together, I would just say, okay, this second is better than the last. Like That's I'm good. stronger this second than I That's was the good. last second. And that was just like an easy way for me to get through my day. But I think we want to think 
when we say no to something, mm-hmm. it's going to come really easy. Like yeah. the the process of saying no is never easy. It's not easy. And so when you have to take that step, you really have to trust that the Lord is going to carry you through the pain. You can't just like bypass it. That was also what we were learning. Like you can't just bypass pain. You have to walk through it. And that's the the, uh, valley of the shadow of death, right? Like God's with you in it. And so even though it's painful, it's really beautiful. And I look back and I'm like, I'm so grateful that I had to walk through that. Amen. Because I am such a better person because of it. Absolutely. That's so true. And like you hear people say that and then you experience it and you're like, oh, that's so true. Like the hardest seasons of my life that mm-hmm. I have had to like actually work through the heartache of things, actually cry through it, have the tears, go to counseling. I'll look back and I'm like, I am so much of a better, stronger person yes. because I went through that than it had I not went through that. And you know, some people say like, oh, I wish I just never dated anyone. I wish... I wish I didn't get into that friendship. I don't feel like that. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like I wish I didn't date these people or I wish I didn't have that friend yeah. that hurt me because I'm like, you know what? Each step of the way, it made me to who I am. It yeah. made me, to me, like I actually, I used to be the jealous person. Like mm-hmm. I was like so jealous in relationships and like controlling. I don't want you to be with, I don't want you to like go yeah. to this party. I don't want you to be with these people, whatever, because I was jealous. Mm-hmm. And I had to like wake up to the reality that like, this is not good. Like I will not bring this into the relationship with my husband yeah. I would and now like I don't live like that right. and that was too kind of like the mental health thing like I attached that to almost my personality I'm like I'm just a jealous type and it's like no like yeah. sin is not who you are because yeah. you were created in the image of God so if you're starting to identify with sinful nature mm-hmm. it's like that is not who you are that's right. a lie so that means like you actually can surrender that and repent in turn yeah man I'm getting counseled right now. (laughs) Thank you, Jesus. Right in front of all you friends. I'm getting counseled. Thank you, God. But no, I I do want to talk to you about your relationship though because you said you were in a four-year relationship and then you had to get out. So Mm -hmm. you've gone through this and then you waited, um, you know, had to go through the waiting period to when you were going to meet Parker. So talk to me about like meeting Parker and the difference that you saw in Mm -hmm. your relationship based on relationships from the past. It was so night and day. Like when I met Parker, I was actually dating this guy. And I remember saying I would break up with him for Parker. And that was like kind of like a funny thing. But in my heart, I really did feel that way. But I think in all seriousness, I was looking for a way to get out and I didn't know how to get out. Um, and that just came out in that way, like saying I would leave him for someone yeah. else. Obviously, that's not at all what happened. Parker and I didn't start dating until junior year of college. And I didn't date anyone all of college. So um, my last relationship was my freshman year of college to junior year. And I saw someone that really loved the Lord. And he wasn't interested in like being showy. He didn't yeah. care about other people noticing his relationship with yeah. the Lord. He really so wanted to humbly serve God. That's cool. And that was really attractive to me because I had never met that before. Like any kind of person, even my friends that were just like, we want to, I want to serve God just to serve God yeah. for nothing in return. And he wanted to be friends first. Hmm. And I kind of was like, okay, wait, like I want to date you. And, and he like now he'll say he just never felt peace from God. Mm. And I think that really sums up who Parker is because he wasn't going to do anything without God saying go. And then when God spoke to him, it was like all of a sudden we were dating and we were like in a relationship, a serious relationship. And it was really sweet because 
on my end, God needed to really work through a lot of things with me. It's good. And on his end, like God just wanted to be with Parker longer, yeah. just them two. That's good. And so it was sweet when God finally said that. yes, and then we were able to start dating, and I it was love awesome. That. Okay, I want to talk to you about that because you like really had a crush on Parker. Yeah, for real. <laughs> like you were like the biggest crush. For real, had a huge crush on Parker, and Parker was like adamant on waiting. Mm-hmm. Okay, so as a girl, because this is hard. Oof. This it's really hard. It was really hard. Because girls want to make stuff happen. You're like, no, 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 I don't understand. Yeah. Like, why are we not dating now? Yeah. I'll see you at the movie Saturday. Mm-hmm. Let's make a plan. Let's make something happen. Yep. How do you not, like, as a girl, because we all know, like, you know when you're about to do something to push it. Yeah. You know you're about to do something to manipulate oh, it. Oh, yeah. You know you're about to. And, oh, like, yeah. that is a negative tendency to, mm-hmm. a lot of times, who we so are true. as people. It's not, it's not who we are, but it is a tendency and a tactic of if – kind of how we do things yeah how do you resist the urge to uh, make something happen manipulate something to happen when you want it so bad it is so hard it's hard and I will say I wasn't very good at it <laughs> like you can ask Parker I was I made it very clear like my intentions my intentions yeah. were clear like I was ready to date at any point but my friends really were the people that like held me back because I didn't have the self-control. I had some good friends. They yes. sat me down a few times and they're like, listen, he hasn't asked you out. Like it is time to move on. And if I could change anything, I, I wouldn't because I love our story. Um, but I will say to not manipulate, the best thing to do is just like go to God with it. Like I look back on my on my prayer journals and I was constantly praying like, my heart was, if you want me to have Parker, I want to be with him. Yeah. I wasn't like trying to convince him to like me, yeah. but I was trying to be around him every second I could so that yeah. we could talk. So maybe he would like want to start dating me. Yeah. But my heart posture with the Lord was, I want your will. Good. And that's what I want. And I, of course, I want to be with Parker. And of course, I would love to date him. And I would love to marry him. Like I was even at marriage. Like I was way past the point of dating. I was like, I'm ready to marry him. But God just really had my heart, and and that's what that's really good. helped held yeah. me back from trying to put myself in a place of getting Parker when it wasn't time. Yeah, and just like you recognizing, like God actually did have to do stuff in your heart before yeah. y'all needed to get married. And he needed he was having a sweet moment with Parker while yeah. Parker was waiting, and it's like there's a reason why it's a no mm-hmm. right now. You know, there's mm-hmm. a reason why God gives you feelings of conviction or gives you the feeling to wait or gives you feeling. And you're not always going to know the reason why. Yeah. Sometimes you'll figure it out soon. Most of the yeah. time you do. But sometimes you won't ever. You'll be like, well, I don't really know why it was like that. But I trust that God knows better for my life mm-hmm. than I do. And man, I just love, I think one thing that we have said in this is a couple like self-evaluation things. Like I love that you said earlier, like I know when I'm being dramatic, I'm uh, resisting yeah. more. Or like, how do we know when we're being manipulative? And uh, someone on our team asked me yesterday, she said, do you have like checkpoints throughout your year where you check in with yourself and evaluate where you're at? And I said, I really don't because I'm just yeah. not that scheduled. Like, I, I don't even think I could, like, think about that. Like, okay, June 1st, I'll right. think about How am I doing? I'm <laughs> like, I'm not that person. 
<laughs> but I will say some people are, and that's great. Like Christian would be that person. Christian would set like totally. a two week, uh, let's check in with myself. Let's see how yep. much better I'm doing. And I love that about him. I'm not like that, but I'm a day to day. I'm so aware mm-hmm. of myself. I know when I'm pushing it. I yeah. know whenever I'm like rushing God on something mm-hmm. that he's telling me to wait for. I know whenever I'm like way overdoing something that I need to slow down. And like, yeah. I know it. And like, it's really just a matter of, am I going to obey or not? Right. Am I going to listen? Am I going to obey? Am I going to surrender? And every time I do, gosh, the Lord protects me. The yeah. Lord had some some reason why. And I'm like, thank you, God. And every time I don't, I'm like, why am I so stressed yeah. out? Why am I like in this place? And it's because like, I'm just not listening to, to God, but also to mm-hmm. my, my body, myself. Like right. I think the world would say like, listen to your body. Listen to your, I think it's your body, but I think it's the spirit inside of you yeah. too. That's like guiding you. Um, so where would you say, like, if you, if you look back at yourself when you had depression and it were in toxic relationships and you look at yourself now mm. and you're like free from that and you're in a, a healthy marriage, like, what do you see the biggest differences in you? Mm. Are? I think I have a bigger ear to hear God. That's cool. Like, I really want him to tell me what to do. And I don't want to take a step unless he's telling yeah. me where to go. Because you trust him. Yeah, because... I've seen what happens when I try to do it on my own. That was my entire childhood. That was my middle school, high school days when I was so depressed. And a big part of why I think I was depressed is I think I was confused Mm. on where God is and who is God and why does this matter so much to know God? Because I went to a Christian school and so I was constantly being fed all these things, but I didn't really understand it for me. And when I took it for my life to mean... I'm going to do what God says because God is the author and creator of me. And so he knows me best. Wow. That means I'm going to do whatever he says, yeah. even if it feels really painful. Like when I broke up with my ex or I came to know God, he the first thing he said to me was, like I told him, I'm, I'm like going to really follow God. Like this is what I'm really going to do. And he said, that's awesome. Would you be okay if we broke up? That was the first thing he said to me. And that was God telling me, like, if you're really going to follow me, I'm going to really strip you of everything. And it was very scary. And I remember that season of really trying to figure out, what does this look like? Like, why is God taking everything from me? And I've had to, like, process that with the Lord um, in my own time of, like, it feels like when I have good things, you take it from me. Mm. But it was never him taking good things from me. It was taking things that I thought I wanted and giving me something so much better. Wow. And so I've just listened to God more. And I just, I don't try to make plans for myself. I let him tell me. Hmm. And that has changed who I am. It's changed my life. It has changed everything about me because I actually know God now. That's so good. Oh my gosh. There's so much in that that I'm like, inspired by and amazed by and I think like one of the reasons why I trust you so much as a friend and we got so close fast like I, I always tell you this I'm like I tell you stuff I don't tell anybody yeah and I don't think that's because you're a counselor I think that's just because you're a good friend mm. and I trust you because of those questions where you said why do I have to believe this yeah. why like you don't just go with it you're just like no why I want to yeah. know why and 
to me, like, because you ask those why questions and you dive in, it's like, you're confident in what you believe. You're not just believing it because someone told you to believe it. Mm -hmm. You're like, no, I want to know why. And like, that has made you like such a rich and secure person. And it's so cool to be friends with you and like be friends with someone who is so deeply secure because they ask the hard questions and they're not afraid to go there. It's like, some people are like, well, let's just not talk about that because that makes God look bad. It's like, you can't make God look bad. Let's talk no. about it. What is it? Yes. You know? And actually, we had a friend walk through something recently, Christian and I, where it was like, he felt like whenever he became a Christian, like things in his life just like weren't going good mm-hmm. all of a sudden. He was like, why? Like yeah. when I wasn't a Christian, I was having more fun because I was partying, I was doing this. And now like I can't party with people, so I don't have as many friends right now. Mm-hmm. And like he walked through a really hard season and it was actually hard to answer some of those questions. Yeah. It was like, I don't know why, yeah. you know, but what was really cool is like now looking back, like the Lord actually was getting out the things that actually weren't good in his life mm-hmm. and it has redeemed them now for like immeasurably more. Like it's crazy. Like That's his awesome. life is so rich. When I look at that season of his life, like I've come to understand that like what God was doing in that time, even though it looked hard and he was stripping him, he was building his character yeah. in him. Like truly, it's like whenever it talks about in the Bible, like rejoice in like the suffering, you're mm-hmm. like, why? How? You know? And it's like for that's like producing endurance, yeah. it's producing steadfastness. And like watching that for from a friend, like up close, I was like, wow, like God really was like producing like humility in mm-hmm. him, endurance, steadfastness, like boldness these things that like we all say we want except for like you don't realize the road to get those things requires a lot of you but man like it is so cool when you start to see like okay what the world can offer you that's fun and that you might think is good Mm -hmm. pills in comparison to the richness and the fullness of god truly and i feel like those hard seasons make you more like who god created you to be yeah like it kind of strips away the pride, yep. the, and it makes mm-hmm. you humble, and yep. it strips away, you know, the gossip mm-hmm. and all of these things because you have nothing left of that, you know, yeah. like you have to be taken away from that life, yep. your old life. Yep. You can't put on these new things that God has given you in walking the path of your old life, yep. right? And so that's really painful, and I think that's why when you kind of come to know God and you and you shift in your relationship with him, it feels like he's taking all the good things yep. because you're not used to any of the things he wants to give you. It's the comfortable, what things that you come comfortable with, things that you come yeah. familiar with. And it really is crazy. I said this the other day. I was like, you know, we say that the world has so much fun and all this stuff and that it's good. But I'm like, you have to check your sources too because yeah. the world's also the place that has like the highest depression we've ever seen, the highest yes. mental health, highest anxiety, highest suicide side of ties and so it's like is it really good yeah you know is it really fun because it doesn't seem that fun you know yeah it's temporary moments but it's not it's not fulfilling yeah. and then when you come to the lord it's not that in jesus you don't still sometimes have mm-hmm. anxiety you don't still sometimes get depressed you don't still sometimes face the the effects of living in a sinful world yeah. But, man, there truly is, like, a depth of joy and, like, a depth of love and security. And, man, it's, like, because that's what you were created for. That's – I love how you said, like, the author and the creator of my life. Like, so cool. Well, we could talk for hours. We could. Uh, I guess I should stop this. <laughs> uh, we can literally talk for hours. So I'll have you back in the podcast because awesome. I know people would love that. But truly, Freddie, you're a heck of a friend and you're a great counselor. And I'm so grateful to have you on the team. I'm so, so grateful that the app has you in its world. And I can't wait for girls to get to meet with you and 
I'm just like, literally this morning, thinking about getting to interview you, I was like, God, you're crazy. Yeah. You're so good. It's an awesome story. So, thank you. Love you. you.